come to their feet here in San Juan. The 3-2. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe, and today we got a good one for you. We're going to be talking about newest New York Mets shortstop Francisco Lindor. And we're going to be talking about how he's just an instinctually good baseball player. Yes, we know he can hit, run, hit for power, feel this position. He's got it all. But instinctually, he's just so good. He's one of the guys you can put into any situation, and you know he's going to thrive. Now, clearly, he was a mainstay with the Cleveland Indians for a long time before getting traded over to the Mets. This particular at-bat is in 2018 when the Indians took on the Twins down in Francisco Lindor's home country of Puerto Rico. And it was an incredible at-bat. The stands were full of Francisco Lindor fans ready to see their native son put on a show and put on a show he did. I love this at bat. I can't wait to break it down with you. But before we do that, let's see what kind of awesome deals we have for you today. All right, we're back with another great offer from DraftKings. UFC 259 is this weekend. There are three title fights taking place in one night. And just like they did last week with the basketball offer, they got another silly one for you this week. Last week, if you picked one team in the NBA and they hit a three-pointer, you won $100 on your $1 bet. Now, this week, if you pick a fighter to land one punch in the title fight and he does it, you turn that $1 bet into $100. All you got to do is download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. And use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday, place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code JOHNBOY to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. For a limited time, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, here we are in the top of the fifth, two outs. Lindor is batting lead off this game, so he's already had two at-bats. The first at-bat got a hold of a high heater, hit it pretty good in the center field, almost gave the crowd a heart attack, but Kepler caught it at the wall. Second at-bat, Odorizzi made a nasty pitch on him with a splitter to strike him out. So this is his third A-B facing Odorizzi, who we know loves to live at the top of the zone. Those 54% of his pitches in 2018 were those four seamers at the top of the zone. Next pitch was his slider, then his split, then his curveball. Uh, so Lindor's taking all these things into account. He's saying, man, I've been attacked at the high with the high heater. The splitter is really good. The slider he's not really going to throw to me because that's going to land down and in, in my sweet spot. So really we're thinking high heater, splitter. So third time around, let's start the A-B up. And like I said, the crowd is electric here. They're back playing in Puerto Rico. You can see how packed it is. And they're all Lindor fans. doesn't matter what team they root for. They're rooting for this guy. And I do love this matchup also because you guys know Jake Odorizzi, a close friend of mine, hell of a pitcher. And he's one of those guys that's very cerebral as well. So he's thinking, what can I do third time around to Francisco Lindor? And I think this first pitch right here shows the way that Odorizzi is thinking now in the third at bat. So come set, first pitch here. It's the big, slow curve to get ahead of Lindor. He only threw 4.9% of the time in 2018, but he said, look, Lindor's seen my stuff. Let's get ahead of him. 
with that hook. And what that does, he pitches at the top of the zone. You see that pitch come way up, and then Dora's like, I got to take that pitch, can't hit it, ends up breaking right back into the top of the zone. 0-1. Here's the 0-1 pitch. And that's Odorizzi's bread and butter. Staying on top of the zone, he, says he has excellent spin on his ball, so that ball just doesn't you, – you perceive it to break more than it does. So you end up swinging under it. It stays at the top of the zone. That's how you just saw the replay right there. Francisco swung underneath it. He knows he has to get on top of it. It's just not an easy thing to do. So now Lindor's like, dude, he can go anywhere he wants. You know, he's got that split. He can continue to live at the top of the zone with that heater. And he knows that Odorizzi's smart enough to, to mix it up on him. So here's the 0-2, and there's that pitch that Lindor, I would have thought, hey, eliminate this pitch. He doesn't want that slider because that's in my wheelhouse, but Jake tries to go off the plate there in a little bit. Uh, the ball gets past Castro, and now Zimmer's on third base. But, you know, it could have been a waste-me pitch. Did he want to bury it? Not a bad pitch. That's a pass ball right there. But, again, that's Lindor. That's a good take for him right there. So now we're one, two. We'll fast forward this a little bit if I can get over there. All right, so we're one, two here. Again, can go anywhere. It looks like he's setting up, and then boom. There's the high pitch. I thought he should have done that on the 0-2 pitch, uh, but he wasted the slider. Now he wastes um, the fastball at the top of the zone there. But I don't think it's a bad pitch because he's setting up uh, another one up there. He's setting up the splitter down the way. Um, again, he can really go anywhere here. He has the base open, too. Got to remember that. You don't necessarily have to pitch to Francisco here, especially the third time through. So here comes the 2-2. Now he loses one up and away. Kind of pushed that one. Uh, not a great feel for it. So now that's two heaters in a row. Now if you're Jake Odorizzi, you got Kipnis on deck, open base, you got to be thinking, man, do I really want to go back there with my heater? If I miss, it could be a big miss. I think the splitter is probably the best option here. But we're going to see something. We're going to see Jake try to get a little tricky here. He tries to lob the curveball again, and Lindor does not miss it. Let me tell you something. That is such a great piece of hitting. A pitch that he throws 4% of the time. In your mind, you write it off. Yeah, he threw it first pitch that at bat, but you're like, that's a trick pitch. He's going to go back to the slider. Then to see it pop up out of his hand on that high trajectory, trying to lay off it if you're Lindor because of the heaters that he just saw. But no, he stays back, keeps his hands back, re recognizes that's the curveball, and puts it in the seats in front of his home crowd in Puerto Rico. Just electric. You know, a back and forth cat and mouse at bat capped off by a homer in front of his fans. And that's why Lindor is going to get paid the big bucks. That's why the Mets went out and got this guy. He's that kind of player. Third at bat through, he gives him something. Odorizzi, I love you. You probably want that one back. It actually wasn't even that bad of a pitch. I got to be honest with you. But Lindor takes advantage of it. Puts his team up 2-0. Takes the curtain call right there. And, man, I just I love, love, love that at bat. Two really cerebral guys going head-to-head, -head, and Lindor got the better of Jake there. Thank you for sticking with us. We love Lindor. We love that kind of baseball. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Peace.